installment of the yummy cocoa show this is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches music interviews and games i'm your host yummy cocoa aka colette prosper i'm a comedy writer and filmmaker on this show we talk about everything from britney spears deactivating her insta what's going on is that her dad doing that uh, to Nicki Minaj's dumbass anti-vax claims, get the shot, Nicki, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, get it together. Also, Gavin Newsom keeps his job at as a California governor. Um, thank the Lord. Uh, he's he's okay at his job. Um, let's you know, let's if if you guys don't like him elect someone else at the next election uh anyway and then uh norm mcdonald died uh very sad rest in peace uh also um oddly and uh odd news odd movie news um there's going to be a twins movie again uh this time with uh with tracy morgan and um He's going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito's long lost brother. And it's going to be called instead of twins, it's going to be called triplets. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, why? Uh, anyway, uh, this week I'm chatting with Sirius XM's Nicole Ryan. She's really cool. Uh, we had a nice chat. Uh, but first up, some housekeeping. If you like the show, please rate and review. It's how you can help people find the show. Let's kick the show off with a replay of the sketch, Hands. Sketch. Did you wash your hands? Yeah, of course. Well, I heard the water running from the bathroom, but it seems like only one of your hands was wet. Oh, oh man. That's because I only used one hand and then I washed it. My dick's clean, though. Washing one hand is not washing your hand. Yeah, it is. If that's the only hand you no, use. it's not. Let me show you. You have to wash both hands with soap and water for 20 seconds. Oh, fuck, I'm not five. My hands are clean. Dude, I don't need to see this. I get it, but do you want to try though? We can do it together. It could be really hot. Okay. Okay, so first you have to wet your hands before you soap up. 
Dude, I know. Do you know that you have to lather the backs of your hands and then wash in between your fingers? Wait, no. But like, I just touched my dick though. I didn't touch pee. When you wipe, you touch It doesn't matter. Pee. After you lather and scrub, you need to rinse your hands well under clean running water. Dude, yeah, of course. And then I dry my hands on my shirt. How about we move back to the couch? Um, can I show you something? It's by my front door. Yeah, especially since we, you know, washed our hands. So, what did you want to show me? Oh, that you are never getting into my pants, ever But again. I washed my hands! Bitch! Awesome. So let's get into my talk with with uh, on air personality, Nicole Ryan. Hey, Nicole. Hey, what's going on, Colette? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to quickly read your bio. Okay. Nicole Ryan is a TV and radio host who started her career working at the front desk of the Sirius XM offices while it was still a fledgling startup company. She's now an on-air personality who became famous for her role as co-host of Sirius XM's The Morning Mashup. She also became Sirius XM's entertainment reporter and has covered several star-studded events, including the Super Bowl, the VMAs. She's been on Good Morning America, The Wendy Williams Show, Tamara Hall Show. In addition, she's also co-hosted VH1's Big Morning Buzz Live with Nicholas Shea. Oh, my goodness. This is incredible. It's an honor to chat with you. Um, My cat Raisin um, is pushing my laptop. Um, Hi, Raisin. (laughs) How are you, Raisin? (laughs) He says hi in his cat way. But, you know, I want to talk to you about balancing family and fame, how to stay relevant in an ever-changing and exhausting world because, um, you know, and I hope you take this as a compliment. You remind me of Dory and finding Dory because you just, you keep moving with the currents. You keep swimming. Um, how do you do it? I mean, first of all, that's my favorite thing that anyone's ever said to me <laughs> slash called me. I'm not going to lie. That is so sweet. Number one, one of my favorite movies ever. Best movie, I mean, best character. Classic. Yeah. Um, But I do feel like that sometimes because because of the way that this industry is, you sort of have no choice but to keep moving. Yeah. Um, and I do feel overwhelmed at times and I do feel like what's next and how do I keep myself relevant and how do I keep myself kind of ever changing and um, just on to the next big thing. It's not an it's not an easy task. Um, so, I mean, the first things first, I think you have to have like a lot of support around you mm-hmm. and you have to like what you do. And I obviously love what I, you know, what I do. I'm lucky enough to wake up every morning and sit with a couple of co-hosts and 
laugh and talk about pop culture and tell funny stories of things that happened at home and make mm-hmm. people smile that might not be feeling so great that day. You know, like anytime we were, you know, having a bad day or kind of, it, you could tell that we weren't super, I don't know, super energetic. Our boss would come in and be like, what's going on? Like, what, like, what is this? Like, you can, you're not allowed to have a crappy day here. Like there's people who have it way worse than you and they're Mm -hmm. depending on you to put a smile on their face. And it kind of like, like, you know, just shakes you too. Oh yeah. Um, And I mean, that's a, it's, that's a fine responsibility. I'm like blessed to have that responsibility to, to make people's day good and to, um, to put a smile on people's face and make them laugh and maybe make them forget for a few minutes or for a couple hours. Um, I mean, listen, I don't know if I, you can ever call me having it all together or fully balancing everything. It's um, sometimes it's just me putting on a big smiling face and pretending I have it all together. And I don't (laughs) Um, fake it till you make it (laughs) fake it till you make it. Um, But like I was saying before, like the support, I've got a very supportive husband who understands my schedule and how it can be crazy. And like, sometimes I'm running to do this and I'm, you know, last minute have to do this interview or have to do an audition. Um, and, and to be able to have, you know, childcare when I have to run and do these things and he's not available. Yeah. Um, also the people like my manager, um, or like my bosses, my producers, those people that help kind of make me look good and put Mm -hmm. me in the right situations. I think that that definitely helps, um, you know, keep me going and keeping me relevant and in the know and, you know, like I remember my manager a while ago being like, I think you need to get on TikTok. This is like before anyone was on TikTok. Yeah. And she was like, you got to get on TikTok. And there's like, this is going to be the next big thing. This is uh, Amy, Amy Berger. Amy Berger is my, is my manager. I, yeah, I, I is so funny because I I've been living in California almost two years. I'm from New Jersey and New York. And uh, and it was funny talking to her because I was like, you, you sound like home. I miss yeah. home. Yeah, she does. And she's like the mama bear and she plays bad cop when I'm like in uncomfortable situations or just stressed and have too much on my platter. Um, But I remember her saying like, you know, you got to get this TikTok. It's going to be the next big thing. And I was like, oh my God, it's fucking dancing. I'm not doing this. Like, I don't know. What what is this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, like you got to listen to the people that are there around you that are supporting you that are there to make you look good and help you know the next big thing. So um, clearly TikTok (laughs) exploded and she was Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she's she's very like fast talker. Very yes. East Coast, very New York. Yes. Yeah. Um, she she's up on on her shit. Like yeah. just always, yeah. uh, you know, she just knows what's going on. And I think that she's somebody as you know, that supports me in a way that pushes me. So, you know, um, she'll have me go to events that I'm like, I don't want to go to that event or make me go to a dinner with somebody that might know somebody who knows somebody. And every time I fight it, I end up going and it ends up leading to another job or ends up mm-hmm. leading to another big, amazing career opportunity. So oh, that's great. I mean, I think in a nutshell, it's that, I mean, it's like, it's having all the support around you um, and, and be willing to, to, to take chances and not be afraid. Like there's things that I've tried to do that I probably like, I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. I have no business doing this talk or being at this event and mm-hmm. you go and guess what? You can, you can do it. So yeah, I just exactly. keep swimming. I just keep swimming and I just keep swimming. Nice. Nice. Okay. So what's also amazing is that you got your start in radio. Radio yeah. is extremely powerful because mm-hmm. it has the ability to reach and influence so many people, even more so in a lot of ways than like TV or news yeah. media. So why do you think the reach of radio is so strong? The reach of radio? Yeah. 
I mean, for me, for me, I think, listen, I grew up obviously listening to radio, but like terrestrial radio, like whatever was like the Mm -hmm. local station, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I just remember always thinking it was cool and always like calling in and there, there's something very intimate about radio Mm -hmm. and there's something that makes you feel like you're a part of like their like, like friend circle and you're a part of like, they're like, I don't know. You feel like you're in that like group. You're like in the cool kids club, but with, um, so like I'm I'm sorry like terrestrial radio is like was, that's like like the car that's like the car like that's anything free radio you get in your car you turn on a station and that's what's on like like satellite radio is like you know you have to pay to have satellite radio you pay right. subscription right yeah um and and with satellite it's a bigger reach so it's not like you know when you get in in your car you're normally listening to something that might be reaching like like I say I live in New York City so yeah. one station might be just hitting like the tri-state area like hot 97 uh, or something exactly or z100 yeah. like i'm i'm ha- i have millions and millions of people listening because it's national so mm-hmm. i have people listening in hawaii and uh texas and mm-hmm. michigan and all over so i mean that just in a nutshell um is very <laughs> i'm sorry My- all good. My husband and my son walk walk in on my interviews too. All good. I, I mean, uh, is he serious right now? My husband just did that. Okay. Um. Anyways. Um. So yeah, that's been happening most of the pandemic. But usually, it's my children, not my husband. Yeah. Um. So you know what you have when you have that, you just have a bigger reach. It's just mm-hmm. like so. It's just a bigger audience. It's just. It's it's just just by sheer numbers. It's just a bigger audience. Um, yeah. And I think that people look to us because we are in a very hot city, you know, being in New York city, yeah, like kind of what's cool. And, you know, and, and we have all the celebrities on our show and I don't know, I feel like there is, um, there's something very intimate about radio and because it's like a, a large family because ours is national. So I, it's a very large family that we have. Right. And then also what's interesting too, is that um, it's pandemic friendly. Like right now, I, I, it seems like you're working from like your home office. Yeah. Like you can, um, you don't have to be in a studio. You're not, you're not being on camera. You're not acting right. in a movie with a cast. Right. So like I'm, I'm a screenwriter. Um, I, I find that, that uh, you know, working on my podcast, doing sketches on my podcast, I'm able to do, tell stories and do my thing, but I'm, I'm not, you know, necessarily exposing myself to, um, you know, what's out there these days. So like, um, how has, has the, has the industry changed at all in, in the pandemic and, and have you had to change your, um, your goals because of the pandemic? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not ideal. I think actually a lot of people, I think there was a lot of people, depending on what type of work you do, liked it. Like really Mm -hmm. we're like, this is amazing. I can roll out of bed. I can do my work from my pajamas. I can kind of like, you know, I can get to be with my family more for me. It it hasn't really felt like that. Yeah. Um, We are, our show is something that like you, it's a vibe, like, like Mm -hmm. not being in the studio, you lose this energy, you lose this. And we've been fine because we've been doing it for so many years that we acclimated just like any other person um, that would in the industry, but it was Mm -hmm. not, it was not, it's not ideal. Like I want to be in the studio together. I want to look at you. I want to be able to touch you. If a celebrity, if a celebrity comes in, like there's just a different vibe when I see them on a screen as compared 
to sitting right next to us and being able to like hug if it's a celebrity that we know. Um, and, you know, I'm doing this freaking, I'm doing all the radios of all the podcasts from this freaking playroom. <laughs> this is my children's playroom. This is not an ideal working environment. Uh, it's super, um, it's very well decorated. It's really oh cute. Gosh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, we had to get rid of the Barbie dream house because like literally every time, every time an artist would come on, they'd be like, is that, cause it's hot pink. I'm like, is that a, is that a Barbie dream house? And I'm like, listen, I got no place else to go. Oh, I live no. in a New York city apartment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. And then the kids walking in and your husband walking in and, mm -hmm. you know, and people would be like, like my, my producer would always be like, lock the door, Nicole, but I'm damned if I do. And I'm damned if I don't, if oh, I, I know. leave it open, they come in. And then if I lock it, they bang until I, I open it. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. Yeah. The same, same thing. And then I have cats too. So they'll, they'll, uh, with their nails, like scratch underneath the door. It sounds very right. like, like horror movie. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. You might as well just leave it open. Right. And the other day it was funny on your Insta, um, at mashup, Nicole, um, there was a, there was a, a moment on your show where like you had the door open and your Did husband, you see my husband's naked yes, body. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, this is the thing, the door behind me, like we're looking at each other. If you're listening right now, like uh -huh. I'm just, let's set up this thing to say, we both have our doors behind us and they're yeah. closed. Yeah. Now, I do this show so early in the morning that sometimes I just feel stuffy in here. So I'll leave it open mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll order breakfast and usually one of the kids will get it because they're just already on the couch watching something Yeah, and neither of them were up and Matt was sleeping. He never sleeps naked. I don't know why he was naked, <laughs> but the dog's barking. The guy at the deli is like banging on our door. And all of a sudden I just like saw this naked body behind me in the zoom. And I turned and looked at it. And for two seconds, my first, like my first intuition was just to like, keep my head there. So no one saw him. And then I was like, eh, screw it. And then I leaned, leaned to the side. So yeah. it was there for all to see. <laughs> yeah, I have to laugh or you'll cry. Cause I mean, I'm at the point of ready to cry at this point. Oh my God. <laughs> so you want, you want back in the studio. Oh honey. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. So bad. And, um, and it'd be kind of been teasing us. Like we were supposed to go back in July and then we we're supposed to go back in September. Then they said after Thanksgiving and now they're saying January 20th. I just, I just gotta, I just gotta get back there. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, you get, you can get lazy working from home. Like I'll be, do, I'll do the show. And normally I would be out and about like, okay, go run errands, go do your thing, go to maybe meetings, auditions. And now it's like, mm, could go crawl back into bed and like watch a movie. Like I'm like less productive. I feel like. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Because you can, you, I mean, you could do all like your housewife stuff too. Like you can get your laundry while you're doing your show. Right. I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, what, yeah. what your, your, no. you know, home life is like, um, for me, it's like, if I'm working, I'm also doing laundry. I'm, I'm fixing the totally. bed. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, octopus arms. You have to. Yeah. I'm okay. just telling one of the people who's ready to get back. I'm, I'm no longer want to be in this home anymore. Working from home. It's not working yes. for me. You want out. I want out. Um, I want to talk about your, your origin story because you moved from, um, you moved to New York city from Syracuse. So like upstate New York, you took a temp job at Sirius. Uh, you quickly became the go-to option for producers. Um, so how did that, how did that come about? Like, um, and you were doing like promos and sweepers, yeah. like what's a sweeper too? Can you talk about all that? Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I went to school, I didn't go to school to be on the radio. I went to, I mean, my, my major was like, it was called applied psychology. So it was like psych business and communications all in one. And then I 
minored in um, TV, uh, I'm sorry, PR and like advertising. Oh, so wow. um, I had like a little like tidbit of communication stuff, but like not enough to do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got out, just like anybody was like, let's just try to make money while you're at home for a little bit until you figure it out. Mm-hmm. I did not go right to work where I wanted to work. I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I did know I wanted to work in the entertainment industry. So it was working with a STEM agency that placed you in entertainment jobs, whether they were movie production companies or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I had this girl call me and and XM was the only um, satellite station at that time. There was no series or there was, and it was like, nobody knew about it. Mm -hmm. So she called and she told me, you know, there's this position at the front desk answering phones. And I was like, ah, ah, nah, like a spoiled brat after four (laughs) years of college. I was like, I don't do that. I mean, listen, I always (laughs) knew I had to like work my way up. I knew I'd have to be like an assistant to somebody, but like, I don't know. There was something about like, I just got a call and you're telling me to go answer phones. Like, I don't know. It just felt. And like, she was like, stop it. I'm telling you, this company is going to explode. I'm, I'm telling you they hire within they're staying within a few months, they will move you up. So I was like, yeah, yeah F it. Let's do it. You know? So, so it's um, like another Amy Berger in your life. It was like, like another Amy Berger in my life. Totally. Yeah. And like, I, if you want to know the truth, this is horrible. I don't even remember her name and I feel like I owe her everything. And I could, if I could find her, I feel like I feel like a banker and just, I mean, she gave me like my life sort of right. my career. Right. So I took the job. This is before Howard Stern had joined Sirius X, um, had joined Sirius. Mm-hmm. And so I made sure to be like, I made the best of it. I was like, made sure I was really friendly, made sure everybody loved me, just really tried to be over the top. And yes, producers would start to grab me because still it was a small company and mm-hmm. they didn't have all the voice people that they needed. So it would be like my lunch and someone would grab me and, you know, like the things in between songs, it's like next up on this. It's like, they'd have me like read those things or they'd have me read like commercials for the talk channels or just little or promos like coming up next on this show. Like you'll, so-and-so will be talking to so-and-so. They would use my voice a lot. Number one, because they didn't have a whole lot of other options. And number two, because I think some of the producers liked my voice and then other shows would call me in. For my point of view, if it was like a guy talk show, they'd be like, all right, let's get a girl's point of view. Let's grab Nicole from the front desk. Mm-hmm. So it just like started to like happen like that. And then I, um, Howard started being built like his whole area after we signed our deal and I became friendly with all of them. Mm-hmm. And eventually I got offers to um, interview in the advertising and the marketing department, which was really just where I kind of wanted to be at an entertainment company. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'd become friends with the guys on this channel that I work on now on Sirius X and Hits One. And they wanted a girl for their channel. And at the same time that I was interviewing for those other jobs, they were like, want to audition to, to be on the show. And I was just because they felt like we had chemistry and they were mm-hmm. like, this is kind of crazy. But I said, I don't want to be on the radio. Like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Um, and they, they said, it doesn't matter. Let, let's just see what it sounds like. Let's just like, see what it sounds like. And a week later I was on the radio and that was it. They were like, we'll just teach you everything you need to know. And over the years, just learned everything I needed to know. So, so I, I'm curious about like your office personality because it sounds like, and then, uh, and also maybe even like your love language. Cause it sounds like your love language is, is touch. Yes. And then it also sounds like you're sort of like the chatty Kathy in the office yes. that like, you're the one that like, you're going to get in a conversation with, with her at the, at the copier. Yes. She's, she's hilarious. So like, what, what were you, what do you like in the office? Uh, um, I am in no way, shape or form, like a loner. Like I would rather always be with people mm-hmm. and I was like working it a little bit. So like, I wanted people to like me and I wanted people, I wanted to make friends. And it was just like, I was networking early on sort of. Uh-huh. And, um, I, listen, I think I'm, 
I'm a fun, I'm fun. Like I think like I'm fun. And like, I, I remember at one point when I'd first become the receptionist, one of the VPs had said something because my, I sat at this, like, no joke. I should show you a picture. I don't know if I could find one. Like Uh my desk looked like a throne. It was the first thing you saw when you walked in. It was like the most unnecessarily large desk you've ever seen. I was Uh like the queen, the queen bee at the desk. You were were Cersei, like I was game of Thrones. (laughs) And, And literally I remember one of the VPs was like, had like sent out an email, like people needed to stop hanging around the desk because like, I would, I would chat and it was like, we'd always have fun. And I probably kept people from being as efficient as they could be because I wanted to chat and talk and hang. And it's like a very, it's, listen, it's a very social um, company. So yeah. it's not like I was like being crazy by like talking to everyone. And I like to make people feel good and I like them to remember me. And I wanted it to, you know, I wanted it to be a memorable experience. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to make it the best of it because I was still answering phones. So I tried to make myself feel or act more important than I was. Yeah. I mean that, again, it's like fake it till you make it. That's, I mean, that's how you get discovered is, is, is by talking is by connecting with people. So, um, so, you know, in your origin story, like you also became the, you know, the female perspective on issues you were, you were saying on a variety of shows. So how did that tradition, how did that uh, transition Mm -hmm. into your own show, the morning mashup? I mean, listen, uh, this is like a horrible thing to say, and I don't mm-hmm. like to ever like to say it because I don't ever want it to come back. Mm-hmm. But in old radio, like a girl, like there wasn't always a lot of girls on the radio. Like there yeah. wasn't like that's not that wasn't like a super girl thing. And if there was a girl, she was sort of there to just laugh or a lot of times they just like called the whole. And I'm not this is not like in a derogatory way, but I mean, it is. It's like she's just there to be like, ah, yeah, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like not there to really lend any you know, perspective on anything or opinion or. Well, it's know, literally called the whole, the whole, they wow. call, it's a horrible <laughs> name. And so I hate even saying it out loud, but like, that's how far we've come. So, I mean, listen, I think that that type of person still exists. Sometimes they still like shows still have like a kind of a girl, but like she was always like the whole or like the sidekick or never mm-hmm. had any like big importance on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I tried to, make sure that I took that on that. I mean, when I first started doing the show, it was me and three guys mm-hmm. who are sweet as sugar and are like my brothers and I adore them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I could have easily fell into that position. I could have easily. You could have fell into the hole. To the hole, like li- quite literally. <laughs> and I'm so very glad that I did not. But I think that's because I do have a strong personality. I'm super stubborn. I feel very strongly about making people understand how I feel. Like, I'm not the girl who's going to like, let it like, I'm not going to be like, all right, agree to disagree. Like, I want you to, even if you don't agree with me, just tell me you understand where I'm coming from. And so I think that like my voice and not backing down and, um, and being friends with these guys and not being afraid to speak up. Mm -hmm. um, I just tried to make sure that I was equal, you know, that we were all for equal, um, you know, a team, we were an equal team. And I remember my boss also saying, not that like, we're anything like this, but like, he was like, I wanted to feel like a Seinfeld. Like I wanted to feel like all the characters are sort of, so he supported me in that. Like, I want you guys all to have, like, it's this family and you all have an equal voice. And um, yeah, I think they were also very impressed with me. Like they were impressed that I kind of just fell into it because I mean, radio really is just voyeurism. And I think I had an okay enough personality that it was just people listening to me hanging out with my friends. So, right. um, but yeah. 
Yeah. And then I'm also curious, uh, I, you know, growing up, I used to listen to Howard um, when he was on terrestrial radio, terrestrial. terrestrial uh, and I remember him saying, and this is before I could like, you know, I was getting, putting on my uniform to go to school, but like, I remember him talking about like a writer's team, like a right, like a writer's yeah. group yeah. Uh, a writer's room rather. Mm. Um, and now, you know, that, now that's something that I'm aware of. And, you know, I'm, I, right. you know, I want to be in a writer's room, like I'm a screenwriter. So like, um, do you work with writers or do you collaborate with your hosts uh, before a taping or do you just like, you know, balls to the wall, just, you know, just throw whatever out there. You're just talking um, gab fest in the morning. It's like, it's like a combination of balls to the wall and collabing with the boys. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, listen, Howard is Howard. It's nice to have money, isn't it? Because when you have oh, money, yeah. you can have writers, right? You can have, yeah. I mean, he legitimately, and just like any late night talk show host, like that's a very normal thing, like to have people who are like slipping you jokes or have whatever you're going to be talking about, like fully a bunch of punchlines, a bunch of like subjects that can be broken off from whatever they're talking about. No, we don't have that and have never had that type of budget. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we slowly, as we got close and as we started finding, we started finding our groove, we sort of, you know, had benchmarks. Like there would be things about one of us that like became a thing and then we would turn it into a game and that became like a benchmark. We did like, there's something called Nicole versus the streets. Mm-hmm. I am that girl who is literally not smarter than a fifth grader. Like they would, we would just be talking and they'd be like, well, how do you not know that Nicole? And so then it became like a game. People would call in to, to guess whether I was going to know the answer to whatever question they came up with or the people down in times square. Oh, wow. Um, like things like that or other, just all fun games that poked fun at all of us. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we would always have like a, a basic outline line of what we wanted to do whatever current events nothing super serious it was always like pop culture um mm-hmm. tabloidy kind of crap um a sort of a loose thing about like what we wanted to do sometimes it morphed sometimes we would stray from it but yeah there's no there's never been somebody who's like okay and you should say this and you should say this and it would be really funny if you did this no no one's doing that no one has ever been doing that if anything in the past few years we've had a producer that's joined us that helps a little bit more in that area, but it's far from like a writer who is just giving us content. And I mean, it's, it's up to us, which on some level I like, I mean, it'd be nice to have a little help, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's cool and authentic that it comes from just us. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so it's like today, for instance, you, you interviewed the uh, D'Amelio family. So like Charlie D'Amelio, yeah. like the TikTok star um, in the run up to the Met Gala, Charlie, yeah. she revealed um, she's not old enough to attend, uh, yeah. but is she attending? She was still pretty cagey <clears throat> about it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot, listen, I, I am queen. I do all of our trending reports. So like whatever is literally like being talked about, like in pop culture, like that's my job. That's uh-huh. like, that's the thing that one of the things that I do on the show. And we always joke that like, whatever stories I'm telling, I'm like, this is probably complete BS, but it's just a fun story to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that, I don't think she is allowed. I didn't even think about that when I asked that question, Yeah, but I do think that you probably have to be a certain age. And I mean, everybody forgets she's a baby. Like Dixie's the is the older one. I mean, if anyone was going to be allowed, it would be Dixie. And I mean, they're just like, so now, right? Like right now they're so now, right now, right. There's, you know, there's so like, there's such a big deal that I'm sure somebody somewhere threw that in the mix just for, you know, more fun PR. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they bent the rules. So freaking Charlie could be there. 
Yeah, because um, yeah. she is an influencer. Yeah. She has the she has the clout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I think that like the Met Gala to me is like one of those things like I watch just so I can like laugh. I'm like, you look like a total freak show. Most of them. I mean, sometimes <laughs> people look beautiful, but like most of the time, depending on the theme, I'm like, is it Halloween? Because you just look insane. It's all um, about that red carpet moment. I, I'm I'm excited uh, because I mean, I'm always blessed. Yeah. This is going to be the first one. Yes. Uh, since the pandemic, um, since everything got shut down. So like, um, you know, September 13th, this is it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. So like, um, are you covering it? Um, are you um, like, you know, you do cover uh, red carpet yes. events, um, but like what what's it like nowadays during the pandemic? Not happening. Um, it's still not happening. I know that a lot of people are um, for like the VMAs that are also coming up. Our producer is is being sent. Um, my 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 boss has been real like, listen, if I don't have to put you in a position where like, yeah, you have to take 15 million COVID tests and get like, you know, before like I'm on then we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I've never covered the Met Gala before. We've done the VMAs. We've done the Grammys. We've done like, I used to do all of those red carpets and it's something that I miss. It's something I think I'm good at and always had a fun time doing. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, you're always in such close proximity and like screaming at people. Oh, and yeah. like, I mean, not to be gross, but like spits flying everywhere. Everyone's sweating balls and it's just like, it's hard. Um, so I will not be covering the Met Gala. have not ever, but I've always wanted to, mm-hmm. I'm sure it will, but I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like more my wheelhouse is like a VMA an Emmy, a Grammy, a billboard music award, those types of things. I just like the Met Gala. It's funny. Like every time I think about the Met Gala, I just think of that horrific dress that Kim Kardashian wore where she looked like she was wearing a lampshade when she was pregnant. Do you remember that dress? It was like, oh, was it the black dress? It was black with like flowers all over it. And I think that was like right when Kanye sort of started taking over like what she was wearing. And I was like, there were so many memes like comparing her to (laughs) Shamu. Yes. It wasn't even about being large. It was like, she just looked like, she looks like a couch, like my grandma's couch. That's the only way I could really describe it. It was yeah. just, oh, yeah. bad. Kanye needs to stop uh, advising her, yeah. her uh, fashion because even uh, even like for his listening party, she was wearing a, a quote unquote wedding gown, but then yeah. it was like that huge veil. Yeah, it was it was creepy looking. It was like she was coming back from the dead. And I get it, like he's so artsy and everything, but also, I, I mean- I, yeah, I think he got better at what he was putting her in or asking her to wear, but like, my, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just like my, my thought was like, is she the whole? She's the whole. <laughs> she's literally, she's just like, she's just there as like a, like a prop. Yes. She's the whole. She's no! the whole. Oh, Kim. No. Mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Because she's, she's not able to be her true self around yeah. him. And then like when, um, who showed up? It was like Marilyn Manson showed up and he does all this Ugh, talk value, but I was gross. like, like it was Marilyn Manson and somebody, it was like, whoever else it was, I can't think right now. Cause it was like brain the dead, baby. The baby. It was like, let me get two of the most controversial people that like, half the world hates right now and just see what happens. And I had heard from people, as I'm sure you have, that Mm -hmm. like, she didn't know. She was just trying to be like, listen, I want us to stay friends. I always want to be in each other's lives. I like, I'll always be his fan. And that, you know, you know, people tried to make it that they were getting back together, but I don't think there's any truth to that. But that she was like, word is she was livid about that. Like, oh yeah, dude. 
I mean, there is not two people that are like in the middle of being canceled at the moment. I mean, the baby's trying to come back. At least he's trying to educate himself. Marilyn is just a creep who did some really screwed up, crazy things. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Vile. Yeah. Vile stuff. And then, yeah. And then it's like, you know, I just broke up with you and I'm trying to be nice. Right. And I'm doing your thing. And then They've- you, you invite these assholes like, yeah and then i look like i was here. cool with it like yeah. it is, you know but that's like so his shtick like i feel like that's so it, it's everything it's everything so people would be like oh like he just can't get enough of that I yeah yeah uh, um so like what who's putting out work right now that excites you inspires you like in maybe in radio in or tiktok like wh- yeah whatever medium um i mean i'm I'm always going to be a Halsey fan. She's probably like one of my favorite artists oh, yeah. of all time. This album's like a little left of center. It's like mm-hmm. a little, but I know that that's what she wanted to do. And I think every artist gets to a point where they kind of want to do something just for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think it's super on brand for everything that she's done, but I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful and um, just cool what she did. So I'm into that. I mean, dude, the Kanye beats on Donda are <laughs> ridiculous as much as like he angers me. Like I, I put it on and I was like, oh, I hate that. I like this, like that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. One of my, yeah. Um, a, a coworker was saying that, but, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's, um, he's a great producer. He is like, he's, he's just, great, he's always yeah. been like, I mean, as crazy as he is, he, I mean, like legit mentally ill, which is, makes me sad <laughs> yes. that he just won't take medicine, but, um, He's always been brilliant. I mean, he's like savant brilliant. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, I'm like, I love Machine Gun Kelly. I feel like he's reinvented Mm -hmm. himself a million times. Um, I just also love that he got Megyn Kelly. Or not Megyn Kelly. Um, Oh God, not Megyn Kelly. Megyn Fox. That was a horrible, horrible mistake. Yes, she's like, um, she's like the Marilyn Manson of yes! world. Yeah. No, Megan Fox. I mean, I just can't yeah. get enough of them. Um, but I do, I, I like, cause he was doing this whole rap thing for a while and it wasn't him. He's like more of a punk guy. I like Black mm-hmm. Bear who collaborates with like a ton of people and like his oh, music. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of the TikTokers. We're starting to play a lot of the TikTokers, this girl or this guy, Lil Huddy, we play. Mm-hmm. We played Dixie, a couple of her songs, um, D'Amelio. Mm-hmm. Girl Nessa Barrett. Um, yeah, I'm excited to edge here. Addison Ray. I mean Addison Ray. I'm not as much of a fan <laughs> of her music as I am of just her in general. She is no joke, hands down, one of the sweetest human beings alive. Like, you're like, are you real? She's so sweet. Um, oh wow. Yeah. I did, you know, I watched He's All That. Me and- too. <laughs> Avi. I, I did not. Yeah. I like, I typically when I, when I'm watching Netflix, I'm doing five other things, but I actually just sat down and committed time to watching it. I mean, listen, I loved the original and like, I like yeah, her as too. a person yeah. and like my daughter's obsessed with Addison Ray. and yeah. listen, it was like kitschy and cute. And like, I was fine to have on in the background, but I wasn't like something I would like go to the theater for. Uh-huh. Yeah. You no, no, and it's it totally, not- it's totally for TV. Yeah. Totally for TV. Um, but yeah, those are, you know, I mean, listen, we are like straight for the, straight for the most part, straight pop. So Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande and, you know, I'll, I'll always love those people, but it's kind of nice that things have been changed up a little bit with, you know, some of the, the, the punks of coming back and, and the TikTokers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, my, I'm almost done. Like, why I want to ask you, you asked Jesse Eisenberg of uh, social network fame once, um, 
is there a goal that you have not yet accomplished that mm. you are still working towards? And so I want to ask you that. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I mean, it, it, I've done things like this, but never as, um, an actual job. I mean, like, I would love to just be like an e-correspondent, like something like that. Like Juliana Rancic is gone guys. I'm available. Yeah. I mean, what? And you have, you have a similar voice, a similar right? look. You could totally yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, Slide I feel in. like I just, just slip me on in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And I mean, I think it would really be cool to have my own actual TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it scares me a little bit to do, to maybe have my own show because I'm always been part of an ensemble. So I don't hate being like on a round table, not like the view, but like sitting with a couple of friends and doing a show. I think that that's something that I'd like to um, have happen one day, but yeah, those are two of the things. So more like, you know, I'd like to always do the radio. Like I don't ever want to stop this. It's like my, yeah, baby. I was gonna it's ask like my you. first love. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy doing TV whenever I've done it at all. And I always leave and I'm like, Oh, that was awesome. That was so fun. Like so much adrenaline. So yeah, I mean, doing sort of the same thing that I do now, but like on television, I would, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. Because going back to that, that reach idea, like, you know, you, you have uh, the potential to reach so many billions of people through radio first. Uh, So, so yeah, while you would do TV, yeah, I I would imagine you would still want to hold on to your radio. Yeah. I mean, and it also is just, I don't know. I, I, I love it. Like, I'm like, it's actually genuinely something I love getting up and doing every day. I enjoy it. It makes me happy. And like I said earlier, it makes me happy to bring happiness to other people. And, um, I just can't imagine not having it in my life. Mm-hmm. Now that said radio is a very fickle business and people get fired all the time. So who knows? I mean, oh. <laughs> after this contract, <laughs> I could be out, but oh, no. anything can happen. <laughs> but I would love to always, you know, it's something that you can do for a long time. And so I'd love to do that and, and grow, grow with my audience. Um, but yeah, just to bring what I do to television one day, I think would be something that is, is plausible yes. that, I, that I can make happen. And then, okay. So then also, um, you know, with, with your, uh, your podcasting radio Mm -hmm. empire, you've included your family. Is this also something as part of your goal is to, to, uh, expand on that is to, you know, feature more of your family, not, not your husband naked, but like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's cool with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the, the podcast is called have kids. They said that I have, so Uh I mean, do the morning mashup on, on serious exhibits one. And then my podcast is for serious and Pandora. Um, but you can get it wherever you get a podcast. So it's, have kids, they said, it'll be fun, they said, which obviously, you know, as a mama, yes. sometimes it's not so fun and you have insane stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my kids, my family, my husband, who's an insane person, like I've always been a part of my social media um, presence. Um, I've had, like, I did a YouTube show for a while that was like, it was called On Air Mom. And it was, it was about my family and sort of what we've talked about a little bit today, like the, the work, like home life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that's never going to go away. I do happen to have, if I do say so myself, a very entertaining family. And I get told that all the time. So if you go to my Insta story at Magic Nicole, you'll usually have something that will make you belly laugh. I mean, you just can't make up (laughs) the crap. I mean, I think at the moment, and I might have to keep, keep reposting it at the moment. I don't know if it'll still be there when this airs, but I have my kid. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, I have my kid. I have my son, Keegan, who's turning five um, this weekend. Um, I have him running around when a seagull tried to take his food from him at the beach, screaming, get the fuck out of here. Nice. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) 
So it's just like, you can't make this stuff up. So yeah, they're never going anywhere and they will always be great content for me. And um, I, yeah, I have a lot of people who are like, why don't you have a reality show? Like, why don't you just set up cameras in your freaking house? It's so funny. So yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe we will be like the next Demilio, the Demilios will be the Ryan show. Yeah. Yeah. You could do but, that. But except you'll have your, you know, toddler, yes. you know, cursing someone out, like, like yeah. someone in the subway. Yes walking down get I mean, the he's, fuck he's, out of here get yeah. the fuck out of here i mean he is a new yorker <laughs> and he said it's so new yorky like yeah get the fuck out of here it was awesome my my son did that to a family member um it was like thanksgiving night he was so tired it was 10 o'clock at night he was four years old and said fuck you to a family <gasps> member oh he got full fuck you yeah because the, the family member was was trying to like joke with him say something and fuck you. Um, like, you know, again, like subway, like you're like somebody steps on your foot in the subway or like touches your butt or something. And he said it like that. And then, um, you know, put my son in the car and the car seat passed right out. Like, I mean, obviously he hit his, he hit his point. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if this audio is going to be good enough Uh just for your, just for your (laughs) listening pleasure. Let's see if I can get it. Wait, see if I can get it. Wow. I mean, you wow. heard that. Yes. Get that with angry, visceral, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I looked at him. I was like, oh, God, everyone at the beach is looking at us. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, those seagulls carry a lot of diseases. Yeah. He knows. They, they were trying to steal his fucking French fries. They were trying to steal his fucking food. Like, fuck off. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my last question is, what's making you happy these days? Oh, gosh. I mean, honestly, um, really <laughs> only television and alcohol. Um, nice. <laughs> I just, um, I just binged the fuck out of, um, Outer Banks. I don't know if you watched Outer Banks. Not yet. I've been Girl. meaning to. Oh my God. White Lotus. I just finished. Loved it. Um, I've been like falling off the housewives and I used to be like, I'm like, don't, I'm like, I can't get enough of all of the housewives and I don't know what happened. I heard New York is not really good this season. I heard that too. I heard also you have to watch, um, Potomac. Potomac. Oh, Potomac. Potomac is like ridiculous. Okay. Like, like super juicy, super scandalous, like just next level we have to watch. So, I mean, I watch, I watch all those shows. I'm like a big top chef person. I love, um, below deck. I'm trying to think what else. Um, I I just um, I'm in the middle of the Nine Perfect Strangers, where um, oh, Kimmy is a total yes, wacko. Yes, yes, really good and creepy and awesome. Yeah, my father-in-law yeah. was telling me about it. Um, yeah, I have to I have to check yeah. that out too. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. how can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and on Twitter and basically anywhere at Mashup Nicole. At Mashup Nicole is my handle anywhere. Um, and then you can hear me weekday mornings on the Mashup on Series X Mits one. Um, yeah, whenever you wake up. And then my podcast is Have Kids They Said. Um, and that's wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to it. It's all over. Oh, this is so amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Colette. You are a doll. Let's hang out when this crap yes, is over. <laughs> yes, come come to LA. I'm doing it. I was actually just out there doing something for serious, but I was literally there for not even 24 hours. I mean, it was, it was a nightmare, but uh, that's so Hollywood. That's so Hollywood. Just just fly in and fly out. I mean, it is my, it's my actual nightmare. Like Uh I'm going to go out there. Like I need to be there for a week. I was like, is this serious? They're really having us go. I, I was like there for a few hours and then turn right back. But 
it was worth it. It was worth it. I did it for uh, something very cool that will be out soon. So um, I'm so happy to meet you. And this has been so, so much fun. I hope I can come on again. Yes, of course. Anytime. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you, love. Cool. So let's play a game. Okay. So real quick, um, this is uh, Tuesday night, the uh, 14th. Uh, happy birthday to Alexis. And also um, happy to Gavin Newsom. Congrats for um, keeping your job. Uh, anyway, uh, let's play a game. This is a short game. I want you to guess the celeb in this headline. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Because I know you were so super excited about the Met Gala, right? Like you were, you just like couldn't oh, yeah, believe sure. you wanted to know um, all the fashion. You wanted to just um, really yes, sink fashion. your teeth into all Sinking of it. Sinking teeth into fashion. Yes, this is the okay. most. That's that's how you. That's how one consumes fashion is you sink your teeth in it. Okay. You literally consume the fashion. You have to consume the fashion. All right, but. You know, if you sink your teeth into it, then it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and then you get like holes and stuff. Yeah, in you don't want to do that. So, I don't know. Maybe I don't it's think not. fashion tastes that awesome either. No, it can. If you if you get those like necklaces that are um, the candy, those like candy necklaces that it's that's, not good candy though. Um. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's play this game. All right. I want you to guess the celeb in the headline. Okay. Number one, this is going to be kind of a short one, too, because uh, we need to go to bed. Yep. So the first one, blank strips down his outfit to three sexy statement making looks at the 2021 Met Gala. I don't know. Is it Kanye? That would be funny. I know it's not Kanye, but. It's not Kanye because, yeah, Kanye wearing a sexy look is. is All right. I'm going to guess Little Nas X. Yes. It is? It is. Okay. He seems like somebody that would do that. Especially like with his videos lately. He likes to strip down to sexy stuff and be sexy. I um, I love him. No, he's great. Yeah, I love him. So, yeah. um, Old Town Road. Yeah, I loved his uh, purple, like kind of prom inspired dress at vmas and then at uh met gala it was all gold i don't know what that has to do with the theme the theme was very um hard for for the um the attendees to to there was that expression understood the assignment um throughout like it it uh a lot of people were saying that the people didn't necessarily understand the assignment so uh, i don't know what his assignment was uh i guess it was just to look cute because i don't know if that has anything to do with america and american fashion but anyway so little nas x showed up in not one not two but three head turning looks all styled by hodo musa um and, so uh, it's like he'd strip a little bit. He had a look. He'd strip oh yeah. a little he bit put more. On a he show. had another look. Yeah. So he wouldn't change. He just like had three looks under 
Yeah. With it was, very varying degrees of scantily cladness. Right. Yeah. It was very it was kinda like Russian doll like or if, if if anyone remembers um Lady Gaga when she changed she she changed into like it was like seven different looks. Like she had this huge gown and then it it slowly like her outfit got smaller as she took off more garments. And it was similar to uh, little Nas X. Okay. Um so he put on quite the show. Next one. Blank shares peak of sad and wilted looking vegan meal at 2021 Met Gala, which cost 30000 a ticket and says, this is why they don't show y'all the food. Okay. So um, who, who shared that pick? Who shared the pick? When you said vegan food, I was like, oh, maybe Moby. But like, oh, when, God, when talking about how <laughs> sad it was. <laughs> Um, As if Moby is uh, invited. Yeah, well, who knows? I don't know. Um, can you give me a hint? Hmm. She's a TV personality. She's an actress. She has a cutesy name. She's very, very... Um, I, I love her, too. She's a really fun int- interview style. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> it doesn't help at all. I, I have no idea. You ever heard of Kiki Palmer? It sounds familiar. So, okay. So, so Kiki Palmer. It was Kiki Palmer. Palmer. She gave her followers a sneak peek inside the event. It cost $30,000. So we're, I guess we're never going. If anything, if we're invited, which would be my dream, we would probably, you'd probably be like, okay, we can walk the red carpet and then we'd leave. And I think, I I think Paulina Perskova, she did that back in in 2009. It's in New York. You walk Met. up. It's at the Met. You walk up the stairs. You get your pictures taken. And uh, like you put on a show. Like you could do like little Nas X and like we're like a few looks. I mean, and the Met's undress. fine. I don't feel like there'd be that many people like there that I'd want to hang out with or talk to. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, like, you'd be like, I don't let's talk go. To fashion people like. I don't know. The only party that like I've heard of that I'm like, man, I wish I was at that party was mm-hmm. George Clinton's 80th birthday party. That oh, wow. Like that must party. have been crazy. That that where that did that happen? Like it was lit. Um, I'm not I'm not sure exactly where it happened. I think I think somewhere in L.A. I don't know. Like Stephen was there. Like, oh, wow. Um, Stephen, a.k.a. Thundercat. You know, like all the cats. It was yeah, like, it was probably cool. So. Uh, that sounds fun. His 80th birthday, right? Yeah, he's like 80. He might be 80. I don't know. But that sounds cool. But yeah, I mean, Met Gala, that would be amazing. Um, I don't know what else. I mean, I, I, I've had so many dreams, uh, party dreams that I've just uh, let uh, slip away. I don't even remember what, what kind of party I'd want to go to. So, uh, so anyway, um, uh, on a cheerful note, <laughs> let's go back. Let's keep it. Let's keep it uh, light. So, like Kiki Palmer, um, she showed the picture, and the picture was like it was very sad food. So, so li- it was light on the the uh, flavor. This is also this would also piss you off. So, the star showed what looked to be a touch of risotto, a few tomatoes, a piece of sweet corn, and a few slices of cucumber and one mushroom on a posh plate. So I know you would have been like, hey, I paid $30,000 for this. Was it vegan risotto? It was, I guess it was a vegan dish that mm. maybe she ordered the vegan platter. But I don't know. Maybe everyone got it. Um, 
Or maybe I mean, some I people got risotto, chicken. But I don't know if vegan risotto would be the, the vibe. Yeah, it wasn't like with chicken broth or something. But then like it's a touch of risotto, so it wasn't like yeah. a lot of it. No, but I mean it's supposed to have like cream and cheese or all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. At least cheese. That's like, you know. Yeah, put some cheese on it. But if it's vegan, I guess it'll That's have like a like Daya, that like Daya brand I, from I, the I never liked supermarket. Vegan cheese. Yeah, it's kind of kind of cardboard like. It's pretty. It's pretty terrible. I mean, I think they make better vegan cheese now, but still, I'm not like. And she was probably the only one eating. I like They're... vegan food, but I mean, I like meat uh-huh. substitutes, but like the cheese thing. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Maybe that's something you can invent. I, we used to make seitan, and that was pretty good. Yeah. I've never had jackfruit. I had jackfruit the other day from Samosa House. Oh, okay. Jackfruit curry. It was pretty good. Nice. Shout out to Samosa House in Culver City. Yep. Okay. The next one. Is this the last one? Almost done. This is the last one, right? This is, I think this is the second to last one. This is one. the last one. The second to last one. It'll be quick. It's so much fun. Anyway, the internet is losing it over these pictures of blank and blank together at the 2021 Met Gala. I don't know. I don't care. Is it like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez? No, uh, but were uh, they invited? Were they, they there? They were totally there. Okay. Uh, J Lo wore Ralph Lauren. And it was kind of like, it was almost like cowboy. So she looked very like Western. It kind of reminded me of the, there was a movie called Bad Girls um, in the 90s with Drew Barrymore. It was like sexy cowgirl movie. So she kind of had that like sexy cowgirl look. Um, Anyway, uh, I'm so over them. So anyway, uh, no, it was uh, Kim Kardashian and her sister, Kendall. Kendall wore a really beautiful kind of like My Fair Lady gown. and Kim K arrived at the uh, Met Gala wearing an all black uh, Balenciaga that completely obscured her face. Okay. So you can see anything. It's exciting. And I guess in the theme, like what's more American than a T-shirt that you can wear from head to toe? Ha ha ha. OK. All right. Um, next one. Blank and blank. Leave the Met Gala together. And they show PDA at the after party. I have no idea. Is it Little Nas X again with it's, somebody? No. It's not? Okay. I don't know who he's... He's dating someone, but we don't know who it is. Is it a straight couple? It's a straight couple. All right. Who shows PDA? They've, um, they've been seen around a lot together in New York. And there was a, there's one famous pic of, they li- of they her on the back of his bike. She does. Um, he he doesn't. I don't know. Okay. Um, you are they young? Uh, I'd like to think they're young. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even care. Like. <laughs> I honestly don't care. It's not like Scarlett Johansson or like. No, she's married with, and they just had a baby oh, she's with married? Colin Colin Jost. Oh, she's married to Colin Jost. Yeah. That's funny. How long have they been married? She was married Maybe to somebody like, else, right? Yeah, some French guy, but then they divorced, and then she I mean, married know, Colin Jost like right. a year ago, and now now they have a baby. That's cool. Okay, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz. Okay. 
They were I would never guess they that. were they were scamming at the after party. Um, it's pretty hot though. Yeah, she looked beautiful. She wore um, YSL Yves Saint Laurent, I think. Okay. I think anyway. Um, she didn't pose with. Uh, they didn't pose with one another on the red cap carpet. Gal the the Met Gala red carpet, but the pair did end the night together. Um, and there's pictures of them leaving the after party at like 6 a.m. So exciting. Okay, this is the last Dude, question. You, you made it. Left. You made it. You made it. You I'm, survived. I'm like last barely, question. I'm barely making it. Blank. Okay, blank. Question. Blank reveals she skipped the Met Gala because she has COVID before sharing wild anti-vax claims. Um. Well, it's not Nicki Minaj. Of course it's Nicki Minaj. It is Nicki Minaj. Of course. course. She has COVID. I knew she was like, I knew she was anti-vax. I didn't know she actually had COVID though. All right, cool. So I got two and we did it. Yes. So, so, okay. So Nicki Minaj, she's made a lot of news the past couple of days. Um, you know, she was forced to miss the VMAs. And then when it came time to the Met Gala, um, she revealed that she had Rona and um, and that she's still researching the vaccine, whatever that means. Fun. Um, since then, have fun with that Googling. Um, just get the vaccine. Anyway, um, so like Boris Johnson in England criticized her. I think um, the PM in Australia criticized her um, for spreading untrue, ridiculous myths. Um, she was even talking about like her cousin has like swollen balls after having um, gotten the, the shot. Um, then she called um, MSNBC's George Reed a, a homophobic Coon as a clap back to Joy for calling her out um, with the the anti vax comments. Yeah. Um. So she's I don't know what's going on with her. That's uh. Very interesting. Yeah, it's very it's very it's very interesting. So this is I like Joy um, Reid. I liked I like Joy Reid a lot. Um. And I I don't know what any of that means, but uh obviously um. Nikki has a lot of uh, time on her hands. Like even like when the the Brit um, politicians were speaking out against Nikki, she came back with like um, these recordings that were like on Twitter of her like um, faking a British accent and being like, "Oh, I know you. I'm actually from England" or something like that. But it's like you know, if you have all that time to Google stuff, like you also have time to just Google where to get the vaccine and just get it. But whatever, she has COVID, so good luck with that, Nikki. Feel better. I do love Nikki's music, but whatever. Anyway, so that's that's uh, that's what's happening here. Um, Sean, do you have any last uh, things to say? Anything making you happy? No, did I make it through this? You made it through. Awesome. Are you happy about that? What's making you happy? That's that's what's making me happy. That's what's making me happy. This is over. Okay, this is over and we're going to go to bed. (laughs) All right, so thank you so much. I'm sorry, I'm tired. This is like the worst time to interview me. Oh, it's fine. go to bed. It's fine. Let's close it out. We'll see you next week. All right. I'm Yummy Coco. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. I don't have a cute name. I'm just Sean Sonderegger. Yes, uh, but I'm Yummy Coco. Husband Keep- of Yummy Coco. <laughs> yes. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye.